I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Give it to me! Hello everyone, I'm Molly Wood. Oh, on me, I'm Tom Merritt. Oh, oh, welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where we perform what we think is a, a relatively valuable public service in these oh. troubled times. We know you may you may be busy, you may be distracted, you may be mm, hiding in the bathroom, sobbing hysterically, but don't worry, <laughs> we're on it. We've found the things. And you may ask yourself, how did I get here? <laughs> how did I get here? <laughs> and you may ask yourself, when can I get out? And we're here... Not to help you get out, but to help you make it through. That's right. Because thanks for joining. Crying us. in the bathroom in 2020 <laughs> is a mood. <laughs> I mean, I swear, you guys, we did not plan that. <laughs> but it's so true. That is such a thing. I can't even believe we haven't brought it up until now. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm like actually astonished. No, this is this is not a discovery thing. This is a you know putting our stamp of like you know, thing, thingness authenticated on, uh, that that's a mood is a mood. However you want to, uh, express it, uh, been, been seeing it for a while, but I figured it was about time we acknowledge that, you know, I'm doing what something, 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 or I saw someone doing something, 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 or this is happening. Something, something is a mood oh, is a thing is a thing is a mood is a thing. Boom. Yeah. It, it it's so true. People can be moods. It's actually, I think, even though I did not internalize it, sometimes I have this sort of vague sense like, oh, a thing is a thing. But I don't think to tell Siri, which is, you know, there you go. That's my prep. Um, (laughs) It was when the Ocean Spray Guy video first came out. Mm -hmm. The guy on the skateboard who was drinking the Ocean Spray, the TikTok. And they were like, this guy is a whole mood. And I'm pretty sure that every single person who referred to him at all that's that first true. day yeah. called him a mood. And I almost think that that's the day where it just, it, it, things stratosphered. I think you're right. I think you're right. That, cause that, I remember that now, now that you pointed out, I'd, I'd forgotten, like everyone was calling that, you know, guy, ocean spray guy, uh, skateboarding. Was he skateboarding? Or is he skating? So. I think he was skateboarding because remember skateboarding then they bought him a, is a mood. Yeah, a track. yeah. And that is that is really when it broke into the stratosphere. Um, that's a mood in Urban Dictionary. It goes back to June fourth, twenty eighteen. It's not new. Dang. And they yeah. define it as when someone does something normally to mimic another and is very relatable. Which I don't <laughs> know if that's exactly the way it's used anymore. That may be its roots, but I think it's evolved. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. I think it really has. But it is. It's true. A person can be a mood, a photo, a get. I love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah, I'm really glad that you cemented this, that you've made it canon, because right. it really, I think really is. Every once in a while, it's, I don't know if it's our job, but it's our privilege. It's our pleasure uh, <laughs> to, to acknowledge the thingness of something. And this is one of those times. It is. We're not saying we're coming down from on high to anoint no. a thing. We would never presume. No, to coming anoint. down from on high is a mood. <laughs> 
Coming down from on high is a mood. And what a beautiful segue between that and the longboard guy who I did start following on Instagram. And then I finally had to stop because I was like, this is actually too much weed content for me. However, a thing that will put you in a mood for the longboard guy is my thing. Weed gummies. Weed gummies. Tell me more. (laughs) Again, not particularly new, right? Like CBD and cannabis gummies have been around, but they are just, they have, they have reached thingness. It's like everybody's doing it and they have, they've kind of, I've seen them referenced a whole bunch by like the same cohort of women my age who make wine puns. (laughs) Like, weed gummies are a thing with wine pun ladies. So much so that, I mean, look, you know that Martha Stewart is, you know, pro 420. But as of this week, it is being reported. I think it was reported more recently, but I found a story when I was looking it up from just this week that, you know, she's launching the Martha Stewart CBD Wellness Gummies Sampler. (laughs) Those ones are just CBD. I think there's some that are actually THC. It's a good thing. (laughs) It's a good thing. Uh, But it's... It's like it's become like the prefer the preferred bougie way to get your weed is gummy edibles. I mean, gummies, gummy everything is a whole thing, which I think we even talked about. Like gummy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, vitamins and gummy melatonin and gummy like this and that, all the thing. But the THC gummies are like everywhere. There's articles. Which ones are the best ones? Best CBD gummies of 2020. Healthline. How to make weed gummies easy as pie. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, okay, just think about how weird this is. Like, when we first were doing the first run of It's a Thing in like 2015, was that when, when it was? I think so. This would they have been even legal. a little bit of an edgy. Like, do you know, I mean, we don't want to be untoward, but apparently the weed gummies are, uh, you know, under the table. Now it's like with the wave of legalization that we just experienced, it's like, oh, totally mainstream gummies and weed gummies. Right. Yeah. If anything, it's just like, oh, turns out that our preferred way to ingest weed is no longer yeah. like chocolate. Right, right. It's Nobody wants to smoke. People are doing weed Gross. gummies. It's like, well, we all know that there's lots of ways to ingest weed. <laughs> gummies are apparently a preferred way these days. Turns out that beef jerky was kind of lame and gummies are where it's at. Uh, and plus, it makes sense because uh, who doesn't love a gummy? There's gummy vitamins. Everybody loves gummies. They're, 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 yeah. I mean, I guess some people don't like them getting stuck in their teeth, but rarely a bad thing is said about gummies, I, I, I feel. I think it has really, I think gummies writ large have become like America's preferred distribution system for basically everything. Right, right. I get my tax refunds as it comes. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a matter of time. It's yeah. only a matter of time. But yeah, uh, I saw I saw yeah. some tweets going around about election night and it was like, what are we thinking here? Like stay sober or weed gummies? Like weed gummies <laughs> or vodka? Like what kind of yeah. state do we yeah. want to be in here? Plus no smoke. You're not, no smoke. you know, you're not uh, filling your lungs with smoke with a weed gummy. So yeah. minimal calories. You don't necessarily need a whole freaking brownie. Right. That's true. Yeah. I mean, yep. they're candy, but you're not, I mean, hopefully you're not eating a ton of them. So I think yeah. it's just, to be honest, I, I have not partaken of the weed gummy, but right now, Porter points out it's after the gummy that the calories come in. <laughs> right. Touche. Mm, yes. True. Haven't they like engineered that out now at all? Munchy free weed. Gummies. Munchy free weed. <laughs> I feel like that should be a thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, please. I thought uh, it had feedback a lot more at it's advanced. a thing.me. Let us know if there are 
these kinds of developments in the weed yeah, industry. Yeah, tell us. I, the white uh, claw. I oh, sadly, God, they are the white claw of weed. <laughs> THC uh, sadly makes me extremely paranoid and upset. Uh, and Ooh. so I, I don't really ever partake. No, I never do. I don't like it. I just don't, I don't, I mean, I say this half a hot toddy deep or whatever, but like, it's just not, I don't want to like lose time. I don't know. I don't like it. It's I mean, never been that. my job. And I think but that's I will totally say, fair. But CBD I, oil, mm. I have converted to. Like I had a, I hurt my neck and was, ah. and was taking CBD oil for anti-inflammation and just to like have the world's best sleep. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, that's great. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not anti. I'm like, it's totally legal. I always get the like, proselytizers mm-hmm. trying to convince me like, but have you tried? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, just the way my nervous system works. Sorry. <laughs> Own it. It's fine. That's what it's, it is. What it just is. because Martha Stewart says, I don't do everything. Martha Stewart says, <laughs> I don't use Postmates for goodness sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> just Postmates it. All right. Uh, what else you got? I got hipster. Is okay. now a worldwide trend. Sorry, Mainstream everyone. Mainstream worldwide trend, and I have three exhibits to put in front of you to prove this. <laughs> Hit me. <laughs> Exhibit A. In February of this year, Brighton, yes, Brighton in the UK, passed Portland on Move Hub's hipster index. Whoa. As the most hipster city in the world? Yep. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I mean, what's more hipster than to say Portland on Move Hub, first of all? I mean, seriously, I'm not sure I know. I'm not sure I'm hip enough to even know what Move Hub is. How embarrassing. Yeah. Also, there's a hipster index. <laughs> so, Oh, my God. Yeah. Brighton, Brighton in the UK, past Portland in February. Uh, exhibit B, neighborhoods in Barcelona, Hong Kong, and Melbourne were named in the top five coolest neighborhoods, according to Time Out magazine, in October. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Time Out Magazine, the magazine of hipsters. The magazine of hipsters. I would argue. Oh my goodness, look at yeah. that. Uh, wow. Yeah, the other the other two in the top five are downtown Los Angeles, DTLA, <laughs> and uh 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 Bedford, I think, Stuyvesant in uh, New York. The um Portland may want to demand a recount because I'm looking at the hipster index score. And even MoveHub.com notes that it is absolutely absurdly close. Like Brighton mm-hmm. and Hove mm-hmm. of the United Kingdom beat Portland by one thousandth of a point. <laughs> yes. Uh, count but, every hipster. <laughs> dude. We may go to automatic hipster recount. But but the fact that it's even close, <laughs> right? <Hipster. laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so Salt these Lake two. City. What's Number that? three. Salt Lake City. Right? What? Not worldwide, but still not the one you might expect. Hipsters go worldwide. Heaven help us. Now, is, is this our fault? Are people mad about it? I feel like these two exhibits alone should be enough to carry this, but I have a third, and I think it clinches the case. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Exhibit C. Molly, I have not given you the link for this. I know. I would like you to tell me where you think Hairport, a barber... Uh, is located based on this description. Okay. A pirate in a tricorn flanked by crossbone-style scissors is the logo. Giant photos of tattooed and bearded hipsters cover its walls. Two stylists trim the beards of jeans-clad customers. Oh my god, I'm so annoyed right now. 
Um, let's see. Okay, so it seems like I got to go with unexpected. Sure. Yeah, that's ob- obvious, right? Uh huh. Tokyo. No, it is not Tokyo. Would you like to take a second guess before I reveal it? Hmm. How about I'm stealing this one from the list? So if it's right, it's going to be amazing because it was okay. on. All right. Helsinki. No, it is not Helsinki. The answer is Kabul, Afghanistan. What? Airport is located in Kabul, Stop. Afghanistan. No way. <laughs> That's actually awesome. It's kind of crazy awesome. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yes. You, sir, you get the point. I, yeah, I think that mm-hmm. carries it. And honestly, I heard this uh, story on The Economist about Hairport in Kabul. Uh, and, you know, how their, their spin on the story was like the globalization of hipsterism is due to Instagram and Pinterest and everybody can see what looks cool and try to imitate it. And look, it's even happening in Kabul. But I was like, oh. man, it really like hipster is just mainstream. now. It's just global. You cannot it's get so... away from that mid-century modern minimalist aesthetic anywhere. And the freaking beards and the tattoos. That's oh, yeah. like so fascinating. It really is because it's not it's. It, it elicits such mixed reactions that you wouldn't expect it to. To instead be, well, a thing worldwide. Yeah. Okay. And like rebels, I mean, they have to be rebels in Kabul uh, to risk this, in my opinion. I would uh, think so. I look know, on yeah. Instagram and Pinterest and, you know, Reddit and places like that and go like, oh, that looks cool. Let's do something like, like I that. I love that. I know. We're yeah. like, get them away from me. <laughs> <laughs> then in Helsinki and Kabul, they're like, awesome. Yeah. I love yeah. that look. I, you know, I'm in no one. rush for my coffee. Just take as long as you want. The drip. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> that was like that was the um, old lady. Like that was the get off my lawn version of responding to hipsters. And your coffee takes too long too. <laughs> uh, we- <laughs> pour over. Oh, exhausting. Get off my lawn. Um, my the final thing from us today. We have already talked on the show, and I'm happy that we did about how chess is a thing mm-hmm. and the kids are like playing chess on YouTube and yep. it's a whole in you know, a whatever. And then I can only assume that some sort of just incredible thing verse synchronicity occurred. And like, that's why the queen's gambit went totally. into production. Oh yeah. Because the queen's gambit is all anyone can talk about right now. And it's about chess. And I literally was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, which came first, the, the, the chess craze or the production of this show? And then given production schedules, you have to assume it's just one of those weird, uh, to use an unfortunate word, pandemic style situations where a bunch of things occurred all at the same time. And now there's like the world's most popular show about chess. Yeah, because this was clearly produced pre-pandemic, uh, to mm-hmm. my way of thinking. Uh, the, it's what, seven episodes long? Um, I don't think they could have done this level of production, you know, since June (laughs) when they were finally were allowed to even start doing productions again. Um, so yeah. Uh, but Netflix very clearly knew like, Oh wait, we have this chess thing. Let's plaster that on everyone's launch screen. (laughs) 
and it worked because it appears it sounds like it's great. I haven't watched it yet because see previous statements removing. No time for TV. Yeah, but it it I don't. I assume it. It sounds like it was a good enough character study that it would have been a great show, even if it were not about chess at this exact moment when chess is like peaking. But it does seem to be this sort of magical crossover of of thing of things thing a thing thing along a ding dongs. I was somewhat annoyed that they kept pushing it on me on Netflix. Uh, mm-hmm. Then I had a couple people watch it and tell me it was great. Uh, so we decided to try it, and after the first episode, I was hooked. It's just pretty, if it nothing looks else. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, the people are pretty. The sets are pretty. <laughs> the cinematography is pretty. Like everything's just pretty. Uh, and so if nothing else, it's like, if you want a period piece set in the fifties and sixties, uh, you got it. And apparently the chess is spot on, uh, according to people who know chess better than I do. Uh, oh. and it's a compelling story. It's a, even a little bit of a predictable story, but I didn't care. Cause I'm like, this is interesting. It's interesting enough. It's based on a book, uh, written in 1983. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Look at you. You did your homework, friend. We covered it on Cord Killers, so I kind of had to. Oh, that's why. That's funny. You know why you did? Because it's a freaking thing. Exactly. Yes. I mean, it's possible that at this point, when something new comes out, if that new thing is of even remotely good quality, it's almost like the water cooler is back because there are so few new things. (laughs) (laughs) And then like a new show comes out and everyone's like, did you see that there's a new show? Right, and Netflix is the anti-water cooler because they put everything out at once, but yet there's still water cooler talk. Oh, yeah. Even though there's no actual water coolers that anyone's gathering around. I think even if the show had come out and been beautiful and well-produced and had great characters and a really nice story, something about the confluence of chess also being a thing at this exact moment couldn't just pushes it right right into thickness. Yeah, you called it absolutely right. Well, then, uh, we are not the only ones who identify things. You do as well. Thank you for doing that and emailing to us feedback at it's a thing dot me. Vaughn wrote in about pervasive thingness. Uh, he wrote, Dear Tom and Molly, the insanity of the thingness of among us cannot be overstated. <laughs> Yesterday, my children were playing with two other families of kids. They were playing a tag game they called Among Us. My kids have never seen or played the game, nor have the other two families of kids. Two families are homeschooled, one family regular schooled. Yet Among Us is so much a thing, they were live playing it. Wow. Yeah, we may have to we may have to put Manny on retainer, Uh, especially right (laughs) after this next email. (laughs) In which Baller and Shot Caller Manny is back with another walk-off thing call. I've been debating writing in on chess being a thing for a while. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I was convinced it was a Tom Hockey thing. That was until today. With the pandemic, chess, like a lot of other sports, has gone online. Unlike something like basketball, chess can be perfectly replicated at a top level online, and many top players stream it on Twitch. The straw that checkmated the king and made me write this email, however, was a Business Wars daily episode covering chess as a popular online sport, all links at bottom. I did some more digging and found articles by SportingNews.com, CBC, the largest news corporation in Canada, Insider.com, and more. I am declaring this a thing. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. I'm just happy we got to that one slightly ahead. We inched out a little victory on that one. Yeah. Slightly ahead of Manny. It's uh, But it's it's uh, honestly, at this point, <laughs> it's good to have Manny in your corner, sort of it providing is. a little extra uh, oomph to it. Because you know you're like, I mean? oh, okay, phew. 
That's yeah. legit. That's legit. Uh, speaking of having somebody in our corner, Fordo, uh, always Aww. one we like to have in our corner on more Kornaki. Uh, Fordo says the really interesting thing about Steve Kornaki's thingness is that he's a kind of a thing every couple of years. Not to the extent that he has been this election cycle, I guess, but he was wearing those same Gap khakis and non-designer shirts up at the big board in 2016 for that presidential election, and then again two years ago for the midterms. And people were talking and tweeting about him like mad then too. But let's mm. monitor Steve's level of thingness going into 2022. Steve is definitely in the thing to watch category. Ciao from the future because I'm so many hours ahead, Fordo. Amazing. Uh, Manny also confirms, oh, by the Manny. way, baller and nice. shot caller. Amazing. Uh, this as an international thing, saying being Canadian, I couldn't really weigh into the Kornacki thing. Now I can. Apparently, sales of khaki shorts spiked at Gap because Steve Kornacki wore them. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but okay. I'm into it. It was next to the nailed it sound effect, so I just thought I'd try it and see how it worked. Adorable. Adorable. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Manny. Uh, and then Joe wrote in with a oh, mascot thing. So uh, good. Tom, Molly, Rich, and the Clap Gang. <laughs> uh, those <laughs> of you who don't get the uh, pre and post show or listen live, uh, people clap before the show. You just mm-hmm. have to be there. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe wrote, I don't recall if we have ever had gritty as a thing, Gritty is the mascot of the Philadelphia Flyers National Hockey League team who looks like a grown-up Elmo who just got out of his second stint in rehab. He's been mm-hmm. a thing off and on since his inception in 2018. Besides his frightening countenance, his first appearances at hockey games involved mishaps with the t-shirt cannon, including shooting team staff with a shirt and knocking himself and others over while using it. He is truly the spirit of Philadelphia. He has also oddly become a mascot for the political left for reasons I do not understand. Last week, Gritty jumped back up to hot thing status when Dancing Gritty participated in the celebration for Joe Biden in Philly. He was so much a thing, the international news had to make explainers for their viewers as to why an orange Muppet hockey player is dancing about an election. Anyway, Gritty is definitely a thing. I don't understand it, but it's true. Non-serious explainer for the French, Serious explainer for the French leaks included of gritty dancing. I am so embarrassed. This is exactly one of those moments where I'm like, how did I spend basically two straight weeks sending gritty tweets and links and pictures and memes back and forth and not put it in as a thing? Because, oh, yeah, is gritty a thing right now? Yeah. Um, Sometimes you're just inside the thing. You know, I was, I was yeah. literally in the thing bubble. It's happened to me before for sure. And didn't even think to come out. Yeah, no, that's a huge one. That's spectacular. Spectacular. Yeah. Also Philly, like Philly being freaking crazy. And I, and spoiler alert, I talked about this a little bit on make me think on make me smart, make me think it's a crossover um, because one day, I mean, the, the, the sort of like, Philliness of Philly, the sheer insanity and violence of it became a little mini meme <laughs> when some of uh, some on the right were encouraging, you know, supporters of President Trump to go to Philly and like, you know, surround the counting centers or whatever. And everybody in Philly was like, yeah, bring it. <laughs> and Gritty was just like a weird. My man friend went to Penn and, and is just like, yeah, no, Philly is insane. Like they yeah. throw batteries. 
they whip batteries at the heads of the winning team kind of place. Like, don't. And so Gritty, just as this, like, sheer violence. Oh, man. They still throw incarnate. batteries at Philly. That's, yeah. that's nuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. We used to we used to do that. I mean, we, meaning St. Louis Blues fans, used to do that at the Checker Dome uh, back in the 80s. I don't know that that still happens anymore there. Yeah. Seems like Philly still, Hardcore Philly still has Philly. it. Philly Gritty. also the source of Gloria, the St. Louis Blues uh, victory theme. <gasps> Because they were right. in Philly at a bar that was the bar that played Gloria over and over Gloria. as a celebration when Philly teams were doing well. Fascinating. Yeah. A Philly-St. Louis crossover is an essay waiting to happen. Yeah, somebody get their doctoral thesis ready because I'm ready to read it. <laughs> you friends, you friends remain like A plus level thing spotters. Please keep it coming. Feedback at it's a thing dot me. It's like the best. I, I, you know, I'd like to propose, <laughs> Molly, if you agree, yes. uh, mm-hmm. that anyone who sends us a thing that gets read on the show, and this this is retroactive uh, to all episodes, uh, may consider themselves and bill themselves as a doctor of things. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, there you go. Put it in your Twitter bio, wherever, yeah. you know, wherever you want this honor to appear. Yeah. A doctor of things. Doctor of things. Yeah. Uh, you know who's a doctor of shout outs? Our producer. Look at this. <laughs> I've just been wait. I've been, look, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I've been going through the motions. I've just been blah, blah, blah. Hoping the words make sense because I'm just trying to get to the shout outs. I mean, we both were. Let's be honest. We're Let's professionals, honest. so it probably sounded like we were really into this show, but we're really just waiting for the shout-outs. Nah, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Uh, the shout-outs, of course, <laughs> refer to those wonderful patrons who support the show at the shout-out level. And every week, God love them, consent to the treatment of the shout-outs. This week, they are based on the books by the children's author Eric Carle. If you are uh, not familiar or can't remember where you heard that name, he wrote The Very Busy Caterpillar uh-huh. and many other books. Which which of our top-level patrons is the Caterpillar? We're about to find out. We're about to find out. Begin. Our first one is, have you seen my Lee Price? Kevin Sill, please get the moon for me. The Mixed Up Eric Duncan. The Very Busy Jake Woods. Ding, ding, ding. Gabriel Cohen's off to see the world. Brad Sparks, Brad Sparks, what do you see? The Louis St. Amour and the Robber. The Mountain That Loved Andrew Wyatt. (laughs) Watch out, a Mike Akins. Oh, man, it's been a long time since I was a mom of a little one. I want to go read a children's book. <laughs> Good stuff. And thank you to all of you for supporting us at that shout out level that gets you these amazing shout outs every episode. Seriously. What could what could be more worthwhile? Thank you, of course, to everyone who listens to It's a Thing and supports the show. Uh, if you do support the show, please come and chat with your fellow friends in the Discord. Uh, and, of course, enjoy your ad-free RSS feed and more. Patreon.com slash It's a Thing. You can also email us your things. Don't forget that email address, feedback at it's a thing dot me. Have a wonderful weekend. See you next time. See you time. next time. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.